Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Settling is not an option for Everything me. I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we have an amazing guest, Shamina Taylor, talking all things money, abundance, wealth consciousness, mindset. And we even answer together a Dear Victoria segment, giving advice on finances in a 50-50 relationship that you won't want to miss at the end of this conversation. Shamina Taylor is an attorney-turned-wealth expert and mentor with 20 years of experience, and she's an absolute powerhouse. She helps high-achieving women level up in their personal lives and their businesses by teaching them how to become the most powerful, fulfilled, wealthy, and successful version of themselves. I mean, I'm talking, she's helping clients make over $100,000 a month. So yes, she's the real deal. Our energy and authenticity together was so aligned that we actually did a podcast swap as well. So you can listen to her interview me on her podcast, The Quantum Woman Podcast. I talked all things limiting beliefs, confidence, standards, 
authenticity, and everything in between. So be sure to check it out after you listen to this episode. But before we get into it, I had to give another audio update from the last episode. I'm now currently recording with the headphones and my new microphone. So I hope that this intro part sounds amazing and better than ever. However, the interview was recorded through Zoom, so it will sound like my usual guest episodes audio, but I hope that this part sounds really good because this is what you can expect to hear on my solo episodes moving forward. So now I got the whole shebang, the headphones, the new mic. So feel free to message me with any feedback because that's the only way I know what's working or not working for you girls. Now let's get into the interview. Okay, everyone, please welcome today's guest, Shamina Taylor. I am so excited to have you. We actually just had an amazing conversation on her podcast. So make sure that you tune into her show to listen as well. But in any case, welcome to For the Girls. Introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. Hi, I'm Shamina Taylor. I am an attorney. I no longer practice law that has turned into a wealth expert, a business mentor, and um, I help women become unapologetically rich. I'm a mama of two beautiful kids, and um, I just like living a life that uh, you know you get to have it all and you have it all. So that's what I love to teach for all the women that are around me. And I'm creating a movement. I am the um, the owner of the the Quantum Woman podcast. We have a book coming out called The Unlocking the Quantum Woman, and um, just really excited about what's coming for this year. Amazing. I need to read that. I can't wait for that. And I love how you also just brought up about believing they can have it all because when we first got in touch and then I went and started doing my research on you and went on your website, I was reading literally every single thing, looking at your podcast titles and all that. I was freaking out about how many ways that we were so aligned with like mindset and just like our little one-liners and things that we say. I loved it. I was like so excited. I'm like, oh my God, these are all different things we could talk about. So that was one thing that I think was like at the top of your website was, do you believe you can have it all? You asked that question. I really want to know what that means to you. What is your version of having it all? What is it all? I know that you say self-mastery. You talk a lot about that is the key to having it all. So elaborate on that as well. Just give us like the full picture for the girls to understand. So having it all is meaning that you have lifted the limit on what is available for you, what, what, how you see your life, designing your dream life on a daily basis. I wake up every day the way I want to. I don't do calls before 12 o'clock. I have a pretty strict morning routine when the sense of the fact is I do whatever I want. And um, I don't feel like I have to work really hard to make money anymore. I feel like that I can have as much money as I want to. I can buy whatever I want to. I can go out on the weekends with a guy I'm dating. I can drop at a drop everything, leave on a Friday, go to Miami beach and have a weekend there. I can take my kids first class, first class, go wherever, go on vacation. We're always away at Christmas time. Um, for new year's, we're in some beach. We're in Turks and Caicos last time. Um, having the body of my dreams, going to the gym every day and, um, literally showing up in my shine and not compromising anything because I feel like I have to suffer or I have to limit what's available to me because, um, 
you know, I don't want to be greedy or, um, you know, I need to do something first to have it. I just feel like we get to be wealthy just because we get to have what we want just because you don't have to have a condition set on it. So that's what having it all is, is like, do you want it? Yes. Okay. You get to have it. And that's to me, the standard, do you desire it? Okay. Do I, do I need a G wagon? Do I need a car too? Do I need all these things? Nobody needs them, but do I desire it? Yeah. Okay. I get to have it. Do you, do you desire to go on dates and go out? Yeah. I could just get to have it. And I feel like what happens with a lot of women is they live in a, a structured way of, well, I need to do this and then this, and then this, everything's incremental. This is why I've had so many quantum leaps in my life because I'm like, well, I, give it to me. If I should die tomorrow, at least I died knowing that I could have it all. And I did. And then there's more. You get to appreciate what we have now, but then there's more. And I feel a lot of people condition or they're like ration themselves. Well, I I'm so grateful for what I have. I shouldn't want more because of how they were raised. You know, I'm so grateful for what I have now. I shouldn't desire those designer shoes or designer purse. You know, I, sh I should just be really smart with my money, whatever that means. And I should really like save up for a rainy day, whatever that means. I should not use my nice things because just in case they get broken, you know, like what I feel like if you want to have it, you get it. That's it. Wait, I'm dying because what you just said, I don't want to wear my nice things. I feel like no girls wear their en real engagement rings anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> well, what is that? I've noticed that, that everyone's like, oh, this is my fake engagement ring that I actually wear out. I'm like, if you have an engagement ring, a diamond ring, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm wearing that everywhere. I'm I go. blind people with that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing that everywhere I go. I love that you just said that. And wait, there was something else that you just said. Oh, about like, I shouldn't, I'm so grateful that I shouldn't ask for more because of maybe what they've been through. It's almost like when people say the whole thing of like, oh, well, I can't complain or I can't say anything negative because like people have it worse. Like, why can't you just have your life and have your own things that you have going on and stop comparing to like, oh, I, I can't do this because then there's not enough or I can't say this is bad because somebody else has it worse. What is the, all of that? Yeah, it's Or people just wanting something there or they say, well, I want to give the needy. I'm like, do you really? Or just want to have the money because you want the money for freedom? Well, yeah, I do. Then why do you throw the needy people in there? Because I just wanted to like make it better so I wouldn't look greedy. I'm like, well, who said you're going to be greedy? Well, I, I was raised with rich people are bad. I'm like, oh, so then you're trying to justify all this stuff. There's no justification. I literally said, if you want it, you get to have it period. I have the saying, I always get what I want. And when you start getting into that frequency and that energy of, I always get what I want, you always get what you want. Absolutely. I love that. So forgetting everything that you want, what is the secret hack to manifesting everything that you want? To me, I figured out that the fastest way to get the things that you want is to be an emotional vibration to it. So if you have a connection to the desired result in an emotional state where you're like the having of the X, Y, Z would make you feel a certain way, you start connecting to it quicker as if it was already present in your life. Like it's already done. I have it here. You know, when I was manifesting, um, to become a millionaire, I was, I, I didn't even realize I was consciously doing it until one day I was, it was on my birthday on 2020. And I was June 11th, my birthday. I have it on, I have it as a reel on Instagram. No, it was a video in my stories. And I said, this time next year, I'm going to be a millionaire. Sure enough, a million dollars trust my Stripe account within that time period. I let go of it. I just started realizing that it was so much easier. I'm like, if she could be a millionaire, I could be a millionaire. So why not me? So when I started getting into that, it made me, you know, really 
afraid to say that out loud. I felt the nervousness, but I was like, it's so possible. And when I started raising the limits and I started seeing like the limits I was placing myself, I'm like, well, how much bigger can I go? How much bigger can I go? What else is there? What else did I not see before? And I just started expanding my consciousness around what was available to me. When you start doing the emotional work and you master emotions, you will be less reactive to people. You will be not triggered and not in your aligned state. Cause when you're, when someone's triggering you, you're not in alignment to attract what you want. You're in a place of like, you know, scarcity. You're in a place of, um, you know, um, victimhood. You're in a place of like no control of yourself. But when you start becoming the master of your emotions, which we talked about on our podcast, you realize that I am the beacon. I get to feel and want this, then it gets to come to me. Now, does everything come all the time? Our belief systems will come in the way. Our past experience will come in the way. Um, you know, the human will get in the way, the, the, the doubt, the, where is it? Like, I have a lot of clients who are like, well, how, how am I going to do it? Where is this? You know, I can't see it yet. What if it doesn't work? All the doubt comes up. And this goes back to what you speak about, you know, trusting and, and having the confidence that it will work. And I had to start pre-programming myself. Like I have a saying called it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's always happening. If I believe that it's happening, I don't have to put a timeline on it. I don't have to look for where it is. So I get into the state of, all right, well, it's done. I'm going to let go of worrying where it is. I place the order. It's on its way to me. And why not me? Why not me? It's just on its way. And I sometimes will simulate it with a visualization, but it's the feeling. And most people are numb in life. Most people um, are just surviving. They are not moved through their trauma. They have not moved through um, activating their emotions. They live behind uh, a freaking shield of emotions. They, um, they protect themselves so much. They're the ice Queens and, um, they don't let themselves be felt because they don't want to get hurt. And for the longest time I was that way. So I use brute force to get things done. You know, I, I could take action. I would make it work. I'd make it work. I'd make it work instead of just allowing it to work. You know, it's getting out of the masculine to the feminine. So that's where it is. Wow. 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 A mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so many things though, that align with, first of all, you said something that aligns perfectly with two different sayings that I did not make up, but I love to always say, which is one, it's like, you could say to the universe, to God, whatever it is that you believe in, speak to, pray to whatever is show me how good it gets. And that's when it's like, you're actually like living life, like seeing it as like, okay, this is good, but I could do better. Show me how good it gets. Show me how much more that there is to receive. And then the other one being, um, if it weren't possible, you would have never had the vision. And I think that right there just goes to show why, why you want something, why you desire something in the first place. So now why do you come all this way just to come this way and stop and cut it off right here? If you desire something, if you had the vision for something, it's possible. So why not? Why not receive it? Why not go for it? So that was one thing that stuck out to what you just said. And then the other thing, hold on, you just said something else right now. <laughs> That now I'm like losing my train. Do you even know, or do you black out on what you I said? I black out, but I mean, everything has an intention of what we create. And, you know, I feel like a lot of women are goal driven because they're masculine mm -hmm. and, and desire driven as soul self. It's like, it's, it's coming from a higher place. It's coming from a, uh, I don't know why I want this, yeah. but I just do. And if I can have it, then go for it. But a lot of women shut down their desires because they're not connected to their emotions, not connected to their heart. 
uh, and they turn off that spiritual side of themselves where, like you said, if you just get the thought, you don't know why you want it, but I have this vision. I have this desire for it. And, um, you don't judge your desires. And when you start lifting the limits and you start working on, like, when I ask women, what do they want? You'd be surprised. You'd think women would say right off what they want. The reasons why they they say what they want or they desire, they're never really fully aligned. It's what they think that they should have, or what they think is a thing they should go after. But when you really ask them what their truest desires, like I have this magic wand right here and I'm going to go like this and give you everything that you desire. What would it be? And then it's like, I'd like a pony. I'd like, I mean, it was just some, it's some stuff that's just a rando, you know, like it's not even, and people feel like they're, you know, delusional Delulu, you know, because they're like, I shouldn't want that. And, but why, why are you putting standards on should and would and could and all these things as opposed to, well, I, I desire that when you let your desires lead, the money will come. When you let your desires leave, they will, the, the, the actionable result will come when you're chasing the money to buy the desire. It never comes because there's no emotional connection to money the same way it is to desire. Like a client of mine today, she's going to work on making a million dollars a month. She goes, I, I said, why do you desire it? Cause I want to buy my, my brother a home and f- I want to pay for his home. That is an emotional connection to a desire. Of course, it's going to work faster. Of course, she's going to quantum leap. That's going to come to fruition way faster than if she just said, I'd like a million dollars just because. So money needs a place to go. Your things need a place to go. So make your desire list and you'll find things. Yeah. I remember what it is that I was- I knew you would. (laughs) It came to me. I was like, come come on. Um, So when you said a lot of people live like almost like vampires, like they're just like surviving. They're just like skating through life. It's I think the main thing is how many people live, act, behave subconsciously. They don't even know why they're doing what they're, what they're doing. They're doing the things they do. They're saying the things that they're saying. There's a lack of consciousness in people. And I don't know if, if it comes from the fact that people really lack self-awareness or if it comes from the fact that people are still in this day and age, not doing personal development, which I don't know how that's even possible, but the amount of people that, you could really analyze over a span of how, however many years and they nothing changes. Like they're constantly living the same way. I'm sure that you could even, if you were to explain to a client, like, you know, the work I do with you now, like if I were to reflect on this with you, like in a year, two years, like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to you like this. I don't even want you to need to work with me. I want you to be like, so already implementing the notes and the things that we've worked on. I want you to be at a point where the changes have been made and now you're living everything that we've already talked about as opposed to just continuing to live life so subconsciously that that's why you're not getting what you want because your subconscious doesn't even know what you want. It's the conscious side of you. It's the consciousness that's like, okay, this is, these are my needs. These are my desires. Exactly to what you just said about the money needs a place to go. I actually, years ago, like 2019, I spoke with uh, this guy who was in business and he was sort of mentorship. We did a few calls and he asked me a question about along the lines of like, really why I do what I do. Like there's all of these jobs, all these businesses, there's all these ways on social media to make money. So why do you do what you do? And at that time, I gave a very basic exam, uh, response of like, uh, financial freedom, a lot of money, like that shit, you know, basic. And he said, but there's gotta be a reason why you do this. If you just want money, 
you can do anything else that will make you a lot of money. You don't have to do this. You could do something else. Anything else can give you the money. So there has to be a reason why you're doing this thing, whether it is money related or just personally related or emotionally connected. Like you said, there has to be a reason why you're connected to this specific thing. And then that's when honestly, my business started to expand from there because I realized it wasn't just a matter of like that. I wanted money. It was the things that I wanted to do with the money. Like she just said about her brothers, buying her brother a house and whatnot. And the one other thing that you said was about, it's the standard. I think that's a lot, something that a lot of people lack is actually just like having a baseline standard racing that <laughs> I see you're reacting there. What, what, what is, am I triggering you right now? <laughs> no, Cause I feel like so many women play so small Yeah, on what they want. And it's like, they play, I, I can't stand the word humble. Like that's one of the words I cannot stand. Like when people say, well, I should just be humble for all the things that I have. I shouldn't brag about what I have. I shouldn't but yet men been doing it for so long about, you know, flexing on what they have, like what, at what point are we, we, we deliver life, you know, at what point can we not flex on the things that we want and have and it be mean something bad, you know, like why can't we have the nice cars or the nice things or have the, the lifestyle and the vacation. And, you know, at what point did we become so subpar that I think that women are like, well, I just need what I need and just to get by. And, you know, I want to, I give to my kids so much. I would be so much wealthier right now if I didn't have two children. Okay. And they're teenagers and the phone is where the money comes from for them. But, but at the same time, I'm so grateful that I have an unlimited amount of money that I can give them a life. You know, I'm a single mom and be able to provide that. My kids have no issues with money. You know, they know that money's there in abundance for them. And I feel like a lot of the times women play so small, they play in the limitation. They live in the scarcity. They live in the lack, you know, they're afraid to invest in programs. They're afraid to do the things because they're, they're like, they don't have that same confidence and the trust that things will work out. So they're like, well, I just need one pair of shoes. If I'm going to Gucci, I'm buying four. Like, that's just usually how I am. I go there. I, cause I like to buy everything in the same color and, um, it's just kind of how I am, you know, but I love that. I have that freedom to do that. You know, like I'm not hung up thinking I have to limit what I have. And a lot of the times women limit themselves because they don't want to overindulge or they, but yet they'll eat the whole bag of ice cream. I mean, the whole bag of cookies and the whole box of ice cream, and then feel guilty about it later on. I feel like we have these, 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 these conditions. And it's because our level of consciousness hasn't expanded beyond of this limitless wealth and limitless lifestyle. I saw a woman um, in my Facebook feed and she said, I like limits. And (laughs) she's like, I want limits. I, so I can know my limits. And um, so then I I don't want to live a limitless lifestyle. And I was like, good for you, boo. Like nobody's telling you to go live in a limit. I'll never convince somebody that they can have it all. A woman that comes to me and says, oh, I want what you have and I want more. Let's go game on. Because I do not want to tell somebody that they can have it all. And it's because if they can't believe that, then how am I going to change that core belief of theirs? They have to come to me like, show me, show me how to do it and I'll show them. So that's what women do. Excuse me. They limit themselves. I think the worst thing that anyone can do is try to convince someone to change their beliefs, like try to convince someone to manipulate their beliefs. And that goes into that consciousness, how we were just talking about subconscious and consciousness, but you talk a lot about wealth consciousness. So what is wealth consciousness? Why is that important for your life, for your business? What does that all mean? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life, and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash for the girls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. So we all have consciousness, right? We're, we're conscious beings. And the more awareness we have, the more understanding we have, the more consciousness we are opening up and we're exposed to. We've expanded into it. When people go to an enlightenment, you know, many of the gurus out there, you see their level of consciousness. They are emotionally chill. Like they're the most chillest mofos you see out there because they don't care what's going on. They're, they, they're living in this like peaceful state, right? Because they've activated a bunch of consciousness. They know everything's going to be okay. They're human has shifted. And so as you do more emotional work, you're, you're, you're transmuting the past. You're taking out past experiences that you have harbored inside of you. Cause if you look at everything as energy, everything is energy. Our emotions are energy. Our thoughts are energy. Our actions are energy. Everything has an energetic frequency to it. You have unresolved emotions about money, about life, about anything. It's taking up space inside of you. People grow tumors. They have cancer. They have disease of the body because of these unresolved emotions they have not transmuted. That in effect affects how they think and feel and what they're attracting into their life. Mm -hmm. So many of the times when I work with people and they come to me with their money beliefs, it's never about money because money is neutral. 
Money is just a tool. It's an energy. It's just a thing that we exchange. And when we're exchanging our, you know, um, our time that we're exchanging things for you. Like here, I'm going to give you some money, but money in itself is not a bad thing. Right. And as, as long as we can agree on that, but people assign meaning to money based upon their belief systems and their perspectives that they have, which affects the level of consciousness that they're available to, to them for their wealth. So somebody who grew up with, you know, their parents saying money is bad. Don't be greedy. We should never want money. We should never chase money. We should never, you know, money's evil. Like people are rich and they have this money. Well, no, there's a lot of wealthy people that are, that are, um, nice, you know, and are giving and whatever, whatever. But then there's a lot of bad people that are broke too. So, I mean, it's like, wait, it's like, you're just assigning a, a, a personality trait to many because of your lens that you're looking through life, which affects the consciousness that you're available, that's available to you. So the more that you can shift your beliefs around money to become neutral, the more that you change your relationship around wealth, it becomes neutral. A lot of the times we are in this state of victimness when it comes to money. We are in the blame game. We are in, it's not fair life. Um, you know, we cannot be happy for other people because if we are, it feels like if they're successful, it's taking away from the piece of the pie that I can have. You know, I always know when a woman comes to me and she gives me a compliment or a woman comes to me and she's so free with her information or a woman, especially a client and a client will take me and put me in front of her audience, or she'll tag me and say, this woman changed my life. I already know this woman's going to make millions with me because she does not live in the scarcity and lack that if I put my mentor in front of people, I'm going to lose. In fact, she knows that I can help their clients get to the next level. That woman is an abundant woman already because she's not living in limits. Like there's not enough to go around. I believe there is so much to go around uh, and that is taking judgment away. So the more judgment you have, the more belief systems you have, they're not expansive, the less wealth consciousness you have available to you. Why is this important? The quantum field has everything you want. The quantum field, my, what my brand's called the quantum woman. The quantum woman knows she gets to have it all. The quantum field has everything. The quantum field does not have lack. It is a nothing in this state though, but there's everything in there you can be created to. It could create, you can create and you can have. Your visions, your thoughts, the, the wealth that you want. There's a version of you that's happening right now in the field that has already got the things that you want. All you have to do is become that person right now to connect to it, to have more of it, to bring more of that this desired state to you. But what people do, is they look around the current reality or they look at their bank account, which is a current reality. Well, it's not here. I don't have it. I don't have any money or I don't have enough money or the money's going to go away. I don't, what am I going to do? They just go in panic. They go in desperation. Women who have a lot of money and don't spend it are more broke than people who don't have money because they have the fear of spending the money and it coming back, their consciousness, their beliefs. Women who think they have to work hard to make money, Again, a belief system holding them back from the expansion of consciousness. Women who think they have to go to 10K, 20K, 30K months, like increments, again, they've put the ceiling on themselves. They can't quantum leap. So they have these beliefs. So when you can sit there and go, okay, why am I here? And why, why am I not there yet? And you see what's in the middle. Most of the time you can't see it. That's what you need me. But the thing that I, I always tell people is that if you can sit down and think about all the money things that you've been told in your life, Every single one of them is having some sort of tick, some sort of touch on how much wealth is coming into your life right now. So you can either have power over money or money has power over you. I mean, it's up to you. Wow. That's big. And it, it is so true that you can sense someone's non 
monetary generosity that will determine their actual like income, you know, like for someone who's just generous with words and compliments and someone who would say your name in a room full of opportunities that tells you so much about where a person lies in that, because obviously someone who is already abundant and knows how much they have and how much more they're going to have. They would never feel a fear of like giving their own things away to you. I'm like that with coaches. Like I'm, I have so many times had calls with girls who are like interested in doing coaching with me. And I've recommended them to a different coach because I'm like, you know what? I don't really touch on that. Like, or that's not really my thing. I feel like you're better suited with this person. Like, I don't care because obviously I'd rather send them to someone who's actually going to be more beneficial to them than I think that I would be in that case. And, and I've had actual girls that say, you know what? Okay. I I signed up with her. I'm like, great, good. It'll come back to me in another way. And I think that that's a, how do, how do people overcome that? Do you think it's possible for people to overcome? Yeah. Cause I was, I was in scarcity. I was a victim. I, I grew up with a lot of trauma. My father, I mean, this is a longer story, but I grew up with a lot of trauma. He, he was a narcissist, but he, um, I found out he was cheating on my mom. When I was younger, I was about 16. I had experienced something very traumatic. I, I do believe when I found out my dad was cheating on my mom, um, I kind of ran away from home. I came back and that night that I did, he brutally beat me and I, I thought he was going to kill me. And, um, it changed the course of my level of protection when it came to the masculine energy. Cause I didn't have a blueprint for the masculine to be safe. And I do believe that money is masculine and the way we receive it is feminine. And probably the only person in the world that's saying this, but when I applied this to many women, I saw that we all had the same patternings. So the masculine not feeling safe in masculine energy could have come from your mother, your mother's masculine wounded or not, but I didn't have that level of safety. I I didn't know what safety felt like. My nervous system was not in a place of safety. So I was constantly in fight or flight and some fawning. And, um, as I started getting older, I could make money. I was a lawyer for many years and I can, I can, I knew how to hustle and grind and make money, but that was not the way anymore. You know, the way was, was being intentional and creating wealth in a different way. And when I started seeing my victimness come up, cause someone asked me, I had these furry black boots. I used to wear all the time. I was bodybuilder for years. Cause you work on your outside when you can't work on your inside, when you were emotionally closed off and in that masculine state, remember people asked me, where'd you get the furry boots? And another woman had told me where she got her furry boots. She was able to share with me. But when I did, I was like, Amazon, I can't remember. Cause I didn't want anybody else to have the same furry boots. So I was living in this limitation. I couldn't even like let people know where now I'm like, Oh, here's the link. It's like, you know, I mean, maybe Louis Vuitton, but I'm like, here you go. There's where you find it or where is it is, you know? And, but at the time I, I was such a victim. I was in such a scarcity place. I, I was so resentful towards people. Like I was always overgiving because when you were a victim in that victim-y mindset, you want to help everybody else. You want to, you know, help them instead of you helping yourself. That's when you're not doing the work on the inside. And I would have so much resentment, like nobody helps me. Nobody gives me their time. I'm giving away all my time. I'm helping everybody. Where are they? I mean, and I rarely were allowing, was allowing anybody to help me. And the reason why I say this is so important because there's such a strong correlation about a woman who's so set in that masculine way and her receivership of wealth and her expansion of wealth, because I see the patternings there of how men and men and money are so similar. Like if you're chasing a man, if you're not truthful about your relationship, if you're not being present, you don't have your heart open, it'll affect you. 
and how much money you can receive into your life. Yes, you can be successful. I work with doctors, lawyers, you know, high professionals all the time. And I, um, these all can make money, but getting to that next, next, next level requires them to feel safe. And when you don't feel safe, your ability to receive support from the masculine, which is money is not there. Right. I mean, I always ask everybody and you guys can answer while you're listening, but, um, it, do you carry cash? And a lot of the times people will say, I, uh, I don't carry cash. I'm like, well, I care about three grand on me at most times, sometimes five. And when people hear that, they're like, what, why would she carry it? I'm like, so what are your belief systems around why, why I shouldn't carry that much money? I always know what they're going to say. What if you get robbed? What if you lose it? What if someone takes it away from you? What if, and I'm like, oh, you don't think you can feel safe with money. That's why you don't carry money. I said, it doesn't matter if I have $5 on me or 5,000, as long as I feel safe with it, if someone should come and take it from me, I'll be okay. I'll have more, you know? And it's like, we just disassociate this relationship with wealth and money because we, we don't treat it on that level. Money is there to provide this is masculine energy, provide, take care of security. Um, you know, give us the roof overhead. It is to do energy, right? Money is to do things with. And if you don't believe that, you are supported by that due energy, then you'll never feel safe having it, keeping it, making it, investing it. They'll always have these issues coming up. So your ability to expand your consciousness gets diminished. Now where the feminine comes in and I have to work on these women to decondition them from being hustle, hustle grinders and do, 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 and working 60 hours a week and 18 hours a day. I'm like, who the hell has time for all that? I got a, I got a beach to be on. I've got I got shit to do. You know, I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to be in a place where I'm exchanging time for money all day long and not getting wealthier and wealthier, you know, or, or, and wealth to me means like living the life that I love. And so when I start bringing women back into a state of why are you over delivering in your programs? Why are you feeling like you have to work because they're conditioned that suffering and money and wealth is all connected, right? When I start getting them into a state of like, oh, let's just relax. Let's put you in, start putting you in a new program. Let's get you out of that into your feminine more. Guess what happens? They release the need to have to figure it all out. They start getting into a place of relaxed energy. And I'm not talking bubble baths because most of us are A-types and we don't want to wash the tub. So I mean, all those, those bitches out there doing bubble baths and shit, but that's like a lot of work to me. I feel like there's an easier way. Could it mean watching Netflix? If you like TV, maybe, yeah, you know, or maybe it's just not being on. Maybe it's just going for a walk. Maybe it's just sitting back. Maybe it's just letting someone else do for you and you not having to figure it out. As a single mom, I have to do everything for everybody. I have to learn how to condition myself not to be on so that I can receive. Like I'll launch a program and then right afterwards, I'll go out. I'll go out with my friends. I go out with a guy I'm dating. I'll go out and I just relax and I let it go. I trust that everything I've, I've done what I need to do. And what most women do is they'll check it. They'll go online. They'll post some more. They'll get frantic. They'll start freaking out and they get themselves right out of the energetic receivership of the, of the work that they did. They don't trust they've done enough. So what happens? Your expansion of wealth is not there. Does it always work that way? Most of the time, but sometimes it doesn't. And you have to be okay with the results and be like, well, it'll keep working. I just have to believe. And a lot of the times people don't have that faith. And I do believe that faith comes from the spiritual self. It comes from God, the universe, whatever it is that you associate with, but just knowing like everything's working out. I trust it's going to be okay. I don't have to chase this money. I don't have to chase the men. I right now in this moment and all my clients that come work with me, have this safety around money. It's always there. 
I'm always supported by the masculine. I'm always supported by money. It's always here for me. And when you have that feeling, that's your energetic frequency. So you're never in a scarcity. Mm-hmm. And I could talk about this all day, but that's literally <laughs> what this is. And I can listen to you talk about it all. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything that you're saying. You know, it, you haven't exactly said this specific line, but you've alluded to it. It's how our my whole life, always hearing people say money is the root of all evil. How? How does that, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. First of all, let's put it this way. Bad people are going to do bad things with money. Absolutely. Good people are going to do good things with money, period. Right. So I think a lot of people have the, as if like, have a mindset as if money has made a personal attack on them. Maybe it has to do with the fact that, I don't know, they, they see their parents struggled in 2008 at the, um, uh, not the depression but what do you call it? the inflation it was when we yeah when we had the, the big the big um yeah yeah the recession. and then again now you know there's the inflation so i think people get like scared around money so they like want to hold on to every ounce of it for like some zombie apocalypse that's going to come and then they're going to need all of their money so it's about that lack of you know safety and security like you just said like you feel safe <laughs> with money and it goes into, you know, you talked a lot about the the mindset and belief around having money, but I also wanted to ask you on the other end, because I looked through your podcasts and I saw you have an episode that's like mindset around money is not enough. So what exactly does that mean? How can someone become an embodiment around uh, of money and wealth and Simply rather than just working on their mindset, how do they really embody so, wealth and money? Know, to me, integration, implement, implementation, and that action is like how I was starting my life all over again and I didn't have the money coming in. I had more month left in me than we had money coming in. And I remember my bank account used to be on life support. This is, you know, post-divorce. <clears throat> I don't, and I wasn't going to practice law anymore. I was having spiritual awakening and I was practicing a little bit, but not to the point where I was having the same income. I just, I wasn't aligned with doing that. I knew there was something bigger for me to do. And I remember that I was like, I know that it's possible for me to create this wealth. And this is why money never makes you feel wealthy. I mean, you ask anybody more money doesn't, it might keep, give you a false sense of safety, but it's not true safety. Right. And money does not make you feel wealthy. You have to be wealthy before the money comes. You have to feel wealthy. You have to be in that state and not make the condition of the money be the reason why you have money and be wealthy or successful or whatever it is. And, you know, like I look at rappers sometimes and they would talk about like, I mean, you know, they were talking about bricks. They were talking about stacks. They were talking about money before it even happened because they were already getting into the state of having this wealth before it came in, you know, maybe wearing their fake, you know, necklaces or whatever, and talking about how rich and wealthy they were because they were already practicing that state. I'm just using that as a small example, because that's, that's the seeing, seeing it, seeing it real at the end for me. I would look at my bank account and it was showing negative sometimes. So I had to sit there and go, okay, what would it feel like if I saw this? Sometimes I'd Photoshop a little bit and put it on. I'm like, what does 40 grand look like there? You know, and and, meanwhile, I blew past 40 grand. I blew past half a million. You know, I was like, I had, you know, 
so much money in my bank account. I was like, what the heck is happening? This was a time when I didn't because I just saw it. I saw it before it happened. I started acting wealthy. I started going to places that made me feel wealthy. I was never afraid to go. I mean, I bought Louis Vuitton before, but I, I was starting all over again, but I would go into the stores. I energetically shop. I would go to Chanel. I'm like, wow, I want to be able to be here one day where I can just go buy this $4,000 purse. So I'd go on the website for Chanel before I bought my G-Wagon. I'd go on the website and I started designing it. And I would be like, well, of course I'm going to get to AMG. Of course I'm going to do this like kit. Of course I'm going to do this. Of course I'm going to do that. And I would just start designing it. I put a picture of it on my phone. So program my subconscious. Every time I open my phone, I'm like, oh, there's my car. You know, I told everybody about it. I was like, I'm going to buy a G-Wagon to the point that one of my son's kids, friends were like, where's your mom's G-Wagon? I was like, listen, you little shit. It's on its way, you know? And, um, but everybody knew my clients would stand beside a, a, a G-Wagon white or black. And they would send me a picture like, oh, we just saw your car. It got to the point that everybody knew I had a car already, but I didn't actually physically have the car. It it's like, I talked about being a millionaire before I became a millionaire. I'm like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm, I'm on my way to become a millionaire. Like, like, this is it. All my passwords, you know, had those money, those money things in there. I was already conditioning myself to be at that state. I stopped doing things that my cheap self would do too. I stopped rationing things. If I wanted the guac, I got the guac. You want to step it up and like allow yourself to dream a bit bigger. And so for me, I just knew the money was just like, like that was, it's, it's, it was coming. It was just, so I was just prepared for the things that I wanted to buy. I mean, I would write down, I would flow first class. I would look, I buy my ticket. I was sometimes, you know, if I was going to fly, I would, I would allow myself to be in that state of like, this is my normal way to fly. And it is right now. I don't pick, I never fly spirit. I always fly first class. I pick the time that I want to go. And I stick to that. Like, I don't sit there and go, well, you know what? This first class ticket is $700. I, sh I should probably go for the regular one. I don't even look at it, but sometimes they're, you know, they'll, they'll show you the options. They're like, oh, it's only 150 bucks. No, I want to go first class. Many people wouldn't do that. They wouldn't spend the extra money, but I know when I fly first class, I feel like such a wealthy woman. It is such a high vibrational frequency for me. Every time I get in my G-Wagon, I feel like a wealthy woman. Do I need it? No, I spent $295,000 and I paid cash for that. I don't need it, but I could buy it. So I remember when I hit the million, I went to Cartier, I bought my bracelets because I saw other women with it. I was like, I want that. And spending like $28,000, $30,000 on bracelets in a one shot was a lot for me because I could spend that on mentors, but to buy something for myself, that was like, do I really need this? Every time I look down on these bracelets, I'm like, that's me being wealthy. And it's not to show anybody else because there was a version of me that would buy things in the past to, to, to validate myself. Now it's all about, this is my, this is my frequency. This keeps me at this level. This is for me. This is for how I want to feel. This is for my desires being met. Right? So my consciousness keeps getting expand. When I'm in a launch, I go buy things for myself, not purposely, but I feel this need. I'm like, I'm going to circulate my cash because I know more is coming to me. I went to Neiman Marcus and I bought like $1,200 worth of perfume. By the way, I have this like this awesome perfume on right now. So, um, you know, it's like Creed for women. What is it? Tell us what it is. It's, it's Creed for women. I just love it. The Ventura's. Oh it's my like God. Creed for men is my favorite cologne. Favorite. I didn't even know that there was Creed for women. Yeah. So I'm like smelling it. It's not, it's not I as feminine. My boyfriend wears Creed. Oh my God. Yeah. It smells so good on him. It's so good. And then there's, and I bought like three others, uh, Baccarat, the 724 or whatever that one. And some other one that she, I, it smelled really pretty and I couldn't decide. So I'm like, I'll buy all three. And so of course I don't ration myself if I want it. I get to have it, you know? Yeah. So I'll give you an, a, a story that's going to help you guys because you're like, well, how do I figure out where I'm stuck? You will figure out where your consciousness is like limited by when you go to do something with money, when you go to either invest or spend it 
or save it or how you look at it, you'll see what your relationship is. And because it might not directly be with the money, but it'll be like how you're going to use the money. Like people use cards a lot because they say they claim it's easier. It's this, but I like having cash for certain things because I like to feel cash. So I always carry cash me. I usually keep like a hundred dollar bills, $1 bills. So I can tip everybody. I tip my, my barista. I tip everybody. You know, my, like I'll do my eyebrows, whoever I just over tip them. I tip every single person because it makes me feel wealthy. And I just know that giving somebody a one or $2 does not break me. It makes me actually feel like, wow, I have the ability to do that. It makes me feel really good. I wish I could have done this earlier. And I started with that. I started tipping people when I really didn't have a lot of money because it made me, made me feel like I can let go of this money and know that it'll be okay. Not that it's going to come back to me because you never give expecting to receive you give because you desire to give. Right. So anyway, Starbucks, this is a famous story. Everybody in my world will know it, but, um, now you're going to learn it. So, uh, being a bodybuilder, one of the things that I needed was caffeine and coffee. And I was addicted to it. I stopped eating dairy probably 2011, a long time ago. And, um, I decided that, uh, I didn't want that anymore, but I was really drinking these, uh, Americano coffees and, um, with no, with no cream or sugar. I mean, no, well, no, uh, and no sugar, but no dairy. And, coffee, let's be honest, without that stuff, it's not, it's really boring, but I was addicted to it. I was having two or three times, two of them a day with, with, with those three or four espresso shots, not healthy. And when I realized that my day wasn't getting started until I had my coffee, I realized that something had control over me. So I'm like, this coffee's got to go. So I remember leaving California. I was at the airport and I was telling the gal, the barista there at Starbucks, I'm like, what else am I going to have? She's like, have you ever tried matcha? I'm like, no, I was like, I haven't. She's like, let me make you a drink. So she put together four scoops of matcha and a grande one stevia. Cause I don't do sugar. And I go to pay and she's like, it's 80 cents. I was like 80 cents for this matcha. I'm like, I want the jackpot baby. I'm like 80 cents. I was like, I was, I was trying to tell everybody at the airport what was going on. No one is listening to me. I'm like, do you realize you could go to Starbucks and you get something for 80 cents? I was like living the life. Like, because I loved getting a deal, getting a deal and having a discount was huge for me. Cause that was how I measured things. Well, fast forward a couple of years. I go, I've been paying my 80 cents here and there. And people are like, well, how are you getting away with this? I'm like, I don't know. I just charged me 80 cents, four scoops of matcha. Cause 20 cents a, matcha, a scoop Starbucks caught on. There's some nationwide email or whatever going out. 275, you got to pay now, lady. I was like, nothing's changed. Why would you charge me more for this? I was enraged. I was so upset that they raised their prices on me. I'm like, nothing's changed. It's the same thing. What, what's different? You're making the same drink. It's not even on the menu. How are you? And it was, they tried me iced green tea. It wasn't even the same thing. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I started getting into this place of like, how dare you do this to me? I was so personal. I would yell at people, I'd go to different locations. And then I realized I have to accept this. It's 275. So I started paying the 275. Fine. Got over my little temper tantrum. A couple of years later, 378 or something. I went through the same process again. I'd get upset. I remember being in Puerto Rico and the line was way down the street because I was yelling at the guy. I'm like, I am not paying these civvies. You need to reduce this. And then the guy behind me is like, look, lady, I'll just pay for your drink. I'm like, no, it's not a principle. It's the same thing. And then my kids were like, oh God, here, she, here we go again. Fast forward a couple of years, it was for something now, 495 or whatever. I was like, this is getting absolutely ridiculous. I would get triggered again. Oh, I would go through this victimhood. I'd feel the betrayal. I'd go through the whole process again. And I was just like, this, I can't believe they would do this to me. They had every right to raise their price. They had every right. They had every right to do that. Fast forward more years and we're in 2020. 
And the only thing that you could do was leave the house and go get tea at that point, if you know what I'm talking about. And I remember being in Starbucks line, going to order it. And they're like, that'll be 538. But I could feel the rage working up in me. I could feel the betrayal. I could feel that. And I'm telling you this for a reason, but I could feel this. I could feel it. And I'm like, this, there has to be another way. I'm, I'm giving up Starbucks. Yet that was my most favorite. I do it every day. It's my wealthy woman drink every day. It was my favorite thing to do, like to drink and to have it. It was so delicious. And even my health coach was like, you can have it. It was only like 25 calories or whatever. And I remember getting enraged and I'm like, Shamina, you just made $40,000 this month. You have the money. You have the money. Even if I didn't, I had the money. If I wanted to spend $5 every day, it made me happy. You have the money for this. It was a desire that I loved. Why would I deny myself this desire? I had the money. So I sat there really quickly and I'm like, listen, you want this? Okay. You get to have it. You have the money. Why are you being like this? And I literally worked through my processing and got myself. And I'm like, I'm at peace with this. I realized now I was getting triggered because I felt like somebody was taking advantage. It was my victimness that was coming up. Me feeling like I didn't have power, that they had all the power to keep changing the pricing on me because I didn't feel in my power. The moment that I decided to be a powerful person, a powerful woman to make this purchase, by the way, 538 was a matcha tea latte, which included milk. And I'm telling them no milk, make it with water because I don't do dairy. And I was still paying the same. One time they tried to charge me a dollar to take the milk out. I lost my shit again. But anyways, that day I was like, that's fine. I'm just going to be at peace with this. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to buy the drinks of the people behind me. It was like $15. I don't know what the hell they were ordering. And then I was like, okay, what about the people behind them? Oh, it was like 20 bucks. All right. My kids are like, want to do one more? I'm like, all right, what the people behind? I don't know, $100 later, I'm buying everybody Starbucks. I felt really good. My kids were like, oh my gosh, this is like Oprah. We feel so good. And they, they don't know where money comes from, right? At that point. They're like, this is amazing. And I'm like, I feel so good. I'm like, I am a wealthy woman. I'm such a wealthy woman that I could go buy this tea in the desired state and pay for the people behind me. This is the frequency I need to be in. As I'm turning out of the parking lot, before I get to the light, my stripe account goes, bing, I got a payment for 10K, right like that. Mm. I realized in that moment, I had lifted up and I just got money right now that just came in. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I just made $7,000 of truck on the phone. Uh, <laughs> It's not like right here. I'll show you. I just got paid for $7,000. So that's how it works. I'm telling you, it's like, what is limiting you? What's triggering you? I mean, that's, I love when Stripe does that. What is triggering you? What's limiting to you? It's there. Find your matcha thing that butts up against your beliefs. It could be buying something. Costco was another thing, buying food. I always bought bulk because I figured if I bought bulk, I was saving money, but then I'd come home and waste all the food because I'd throw it out, like, you know, whatever. My mom, speaking of waste, my mom, when I started making a lot of money, my mom was like, don't waste your money. I was like, mom, don't you dare tell me I can waste money. You can never waste money. Money is a renewable resource. If you think you can waste money, you can waste it. My belief system is I cannot waste money. Mm. Money will always be there. What about my G-Wagon? I spent 70K over market for it. That's why I was 295. A lot of people would have been like, wow, I can't believe you did that. But I was like, oh, there's more money. People complain about getting a, a charge, a service charge, $2. You see where you, you'll see where your limits come up, where you're like, does that bother me? Because then you'll see where you have to move through to the next level of consciousness. I'm at this state now where I'm like, I'm fully supported by money. 
It's everywhere, anywhere. All I got to do is just keep opening up to receive it. I have to shift my belief systems or what I believe is available to me. You know, carrying cash, wealthy people are amazing. If she has it, I have it. You know, messy makes me millions. There's money all around me. I get to have it. And it's not saying I'm a money magnet, I'm a magnet, and then making it work. Cause that's honestly, those things are bullshit because you don't really believe you're a money magnet. Cause if you were, you would be, you know, having it, it's knowing and trusting that this level of consciousness and wealth is there and available to you that having this safetyness. And I will tell you, investing in mentors was one of the biggest things that helped me expand beyond where I was because it, it's never a guarantee if it's going to work. There's never, there's no guarantee because it's, it's up to me whether or not I was going to be the one that pulled through. I believe every investment I've made have always paid off because I show up for it because I believe it will. I got my click funnels award. You know, I made a million dollars with my funnels. I wanted that. I got it because I believed and trusted money was going to come. And so when you get into that state and that frequency, it's very hard to come out of it because you will never go back to not telling people about those black boots that you have. You'll tell everybody. Now I live in so much abundance. I'm like, I want you to be rich. 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 I want all of us to be rich and let's go on a trip together. And like, you know, let's everybody be rich. Let's everybody have this wealth because they're printing money right now. The wealth is all around us. The wealth is here. The wealth is for you to see, to believe, to have, if you believe that it's available for you. Wow. Mic drop. I have a client right now. She was, she's 39 weeks. Well, she was 39 weeks pregnant. The most she'd made about a hundred and something a month cash, which is not bad. She's like, Shamina, I want to make more. I'm like, all right. She signed up with me. I am like the activator for your highest cash months when they come work with me. Every it's like law. Every time someone comes with me, cause I've lifted a belief. I moved to the ceiling. They've gotten to the next level. So she came in, she's 39 weeks pregnant. She's got a launch going on. I'm like, well, how much you want to make? I think she said like, I don't know, two, something I'm like, what about three or four? Okay. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Woman is very much in abundance. 39 weeks pregnant. She thinks she said she wanted like 30 people or 40 people on her program. And she was 63 people. I'm like, you can do more. She's like, you're right. I can. People told her that she had to live in limits. When she came in my world, I'm like, there is no limits. She -hmm. closed out the month with baby. And well, the baby was born on October 1st um, of the month, but she made $363,000 in the month. And this month she said, let's go for a million. I'm like, all right, we we set up new programs for her and uh, she probably will make it. You know, I'm pretty, today I was riffing for, I'm like, what does it feel like to have a million? She's like, what if it doesn't happen? I'm like, well, what if it does? You know, it's on its way. Million dollar months are here. She's like, you're right. I'm like, don't put a time limit on it. Don't put the result on it. It's going to come. When I said I was going to be a millionaire in a year, I just put it out there. Not that I was, I didn't hold to it. And it happened. And then I did it again in 10 months and I get it again faster because you quantum leap when you start believing it's going to show up. The less you take away from the how and the when and where it's at and how come it's not here, the faster it comes to you. They say it's delusional, you know, Delulu beliefs, but I live in that world. And I'd rather be Delulu about my results than sitting there going, being practical and humble and realistic. All those words are garbage because they have, I believe words have meaning. And if you sit there to be practical and um, realistic, well, you'll get practical and realistic results. If you want unrealistic, extraordinary quantum leaping results, then come over and play my world a little bit. <laughs> and it's as simple as that. I want it. I got whatever the Ariana Grande. Yeah. It's like, I see I want it. it. I get it. I have it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> oh my God. I love that story. I love everything that you just shared. 
I, of course, like you said, we could talk about this all day and I have a million more questions that I can ask you, but I actually want to close this out by switching it up because I do a, I do a segment at the end of my episodes called Dear Victoria, where I have listeners send their situation and ask me for advice. Oh, but I, love I, that. I got one in and I already know how I would answer it and all that, but I said, I'm going to save it for your episode. So I've had this for a couple of weeks while we've been like arranging this. So if you don't mind, I would love to share this submission and have you give us some advice on it. Okay. So it's a little different. It's not exactly what we talked about, but it it does involve money. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to save it for the money girl. Dear Victoria, I have a question when it comes to finances in a relationship. I don't want to ask my friends or family out of fear of judgment. So I thought you'd be the perfect one to explain my situation to. I've been with my boyfriend for two years and we recently moved in together. My boyfriend makes much more money than I do as he works a quote, quote, real job. And I just work in retail. I've never had huge career plans and I've always planned on being a stay-at-home mom one day, but we split the bills on everything and I'm constantly stressed about money because of it. This isn't the life that I want for myself long-term and he knows that. And maybe it's that he thinks things will be different when the time comes or after we get married, but I'm at the point where I don't even know if I want to be with him anymore because I'd be less stressed just moving back in with my parents to not worry about bills at this rate. I'm all about a masculine man who can provide for his partner. And the situation is making me see him in a completely different light. It's not even about the money at this point. It's the fact that I feel like he's not even in his masculine, which is a deal breaker for me. I want to be with someone who just does it, not someone I have to ask. So my question is, is there a way to A, bring this up to him maturely and not sound like a spoiled brat asking a man to pay for everything on his own or B break up with him due to the fact that it seems we aren't compatible in what we want with finances in a relationship. Thanks for the help. Okay. First of all, you have every right to expect that he's going to provide for you, especially if you've been living together for two years. I mean, like on some level, and if he makes more than you, I mean, if you have an intentions to for marriage and you, I mean, obviously you're living together, then why not? Why wouldn't he pay for you? And, you know, I think that a man's job is, you know, is a masculine energy is to provide. I never pay for dinners. I never pay for things when I'm with men. That's their job. I may drive because, you know, or I may pick up an Uber or offer for dinner and that's not being um, selfish. Men don't want me to pay. They want to feel powerful around me because I'm in my power. And so you splitting the bills with him to me feels really icky. And it sounds like you don't even want to be with him anymore, to be quite honest with you, because if you already have a plan B option of moving back home and breaking up with him, you've contemplated this already. And so perhaps the idea of even bringing up to him might, may, might rock the boat so much, and you will look that way. And, um, a man, a a masculine man will just do it. You don't have to tell him, Mm -hmm. you know, my, um, ex-husband, he was 21 when I met him. The first day we went on a date, he forgot his card at home. And I was like, what is this? But I was like, all right, I'll pay. Last last time I ever paid. Last time I've ever paid for anything, anything. He paid for everything at his 21 year old moving forward for the entire relationship. He paid for everything. And so he was such a provider energy. He was, you know, he, he, he always made me feel safe. This goes back to part of the conversation in this episode, feeling safe. You do not feel safe with him. So just based on that, you, you need to bounce or have a, you know, a, 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 a conversation with him and be like, 
this is kind of how I am right now. It's not about the money. It's about our future. And if I feel like we're, I were going to be splitting things always, I don't feel like this is aligned with me anymore, but really honestly, lady, you don't really want to be with him anymore because at the end of the day, you aren't feeling seen in your feminine. The things that you could do without him finding out is just, if you want to test the waters out is don't pull your card up next time. Like, no, babe, you get it. You're the man, you know, like, oh, I don't want to take away the ability for you to pay. Start just putting it back on him, like in a nice, gentle way, but saying, I know men like to pay. Uh, and I think I've been taking away that ability. The more that you, and then you just get into your feminine, you let him receive, you let him pick the place, you let him decide on the things. You just stop controlling anything in the relationship and let him lead in a way that feels safe. If he asks you what you feel like eating, you say Chinese and that's it. And if he picks a place that's the most terrible Chinese place, let him own that mistake. You start getting into your feminine, you can change the relationship. But right now you're doing masculine things by splitting with him, by overthinking the situation. So you can test that out first and see how he responds to that because men like to feel needed. And when they feel needed, their masculine boosts up. They step up into a different role. But if a woman is doing halvesies, she's taking away some of that role for him, then he's not gonna have the opportunity to really step into that masculine. And this only works with divine masculine men, not toxic masculine men. You know, toxic masculine men will always do their wounded masculine bullshit and it'll never really work. So you got to test the waters out. Is this a man that you can bring your full feminine to two years with him? You have invested some time with them. Maybe that's the route to try first. And usually what happens when my clients start doing this, they start having a lot of sex. They start having, because the man can't keep their hands off of them and the woman's in her, that pleasure mode. So test that out first. But at the end of the day, if you are, if you even brought that up, that's a red flag to me that this is not your forever person. Yeah. I don't know how young they are, but you already, you already hit the nail on the head when you were like, my husband was 21 years old and he was such a, such a provider energy. So with that, it's like for her to have said, he knows that he knows what I want makes it confusing because like, it's like, if he knows that, why, why is it like, well, we're going to split things up until you finally do have have kids, you know, how she said, like, I, I would like to be a stay at home mom one day. It's like, oh, so that means like, now I have to pay for everything right now up until the day comes that I just like happen to have kids. I think the way that you start the relationship sets the tone for the relationship. And that's what's going to stick. And it's very hard to change a dynamic like that. Money could be a very sensitive thing for people. And it so is. it's, it's not easy to just go from being in a 50-50 relationship to being a 100-0 or maybe 80-20 relationship over one conversation. Now it's like maybe that that man would have to readjust his whole mindset and would have to like sure. rewire his whole brain or maybe even get, you know, get a better job, make more. Like we don't, we have no idea about all of these like little minor details within that. So I think there there's obviously conversations that have already been had so at this point what further conversation will you have like hey I've already made this clear to you so like what are we doing I think exactly what Shamina just said which is you know start to really embody that feminine energy one thing that I always say I love how you gave the example of like where do you want to eat and you know don't pick the place say Chinese the example I always say is Sure, you could say I want sushi or I like sushi, I like Italian, whatever. You can let him know what what you like. And then you could just say, like, I trust your judgment. You know exactly. what I like. 
you know what I like. I trust your judgment. Yeah. If you know, like me, I don't eat meat, right? So you're not going to take me. I mean, maybe a steakhouse because there's seafood there, but like, you're probably not going to take me to a steakhouse. Let's, let's be real. I obviously don't eat steak. You, you don't drink dairy. So if they go to Starbucks, they're not going to bring you a macchiato, whatever the hell they're all called. I don't know. (laughs) I don't drink, I don't drink Starbucks. So like, you know, they're not going to bring you these things if they know what you like. So channeling that energy, that feminine energy to just be like, I trust your judgment. I trust you to take care of it. I trust you to handle it. That right there could definitely start to shift the energy. But she said it herself. I'm already seeing him in a different light. Yeah. It's not even about the money. It's not even about the money. It's about the energy. It's about the man too. And and the expectation of not being taken care of. And so having that that expectation that's not there, she's never going to feel safe with him. So in that full level of safety, I mean, you have safety in yourself, but feeling safe in that relationship, like we talked about earlier, but my son is 17. He'll be 18 next. Oh, in three weeks. And he pays almost 95% for his girlfriend. They've been together almost a year for everything. Mind you, some of that's my money, but he knows as a man to pay. And he will not let her pay. He's just always takes care of her. And I mean, he's young. He knows that it's ingrained in him that that's, and he, he said, I won't ask her to marry me yet until I have a job to provide for her. And so it's like, that's, that's a safe, divine, masculine man who knows that that's what his role is and they won't waver from it. His father was that same way. And so, you know, it's like, if this man is asking you to split things, this is a red flag in my opinion. Have a conversation with him though. But at the end of the day, you might have to go pick another cherry and see what's yeah, going it's on. It's more of a breakup conversation. It's more of a like, hey, here's the situation. So, I mean, I, who's to say that there's no coming back from it? He right. might be a guy who doesn't really think and it's just like, oh yeah, no problem. I'll take care of it. Like he might be like that. But if it's at this point where you're writing into me, I think it it may it may <laughs> probably be like your last hope, you know, like it may be a big, a bigger thing than that. So one last thing I would say is why don't you start doing things for him, but not, not mothering him, but to nurture him. Like maybe you, maybe, you know, he, he left, he needs a glass of water, like, and you're getting up and ask him, would you like a glass of water too? just giving him a little bit of things where he feels valued and he feels like he's being appreciated because men love to be appreciated. They don't like to be criticized, but if you were able to give him that, he might start shifting his energy too into that provider masculine. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. Well, this was amazing. Do you have any last things that you want to throw in there? You know, it's, 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 it's triggering when you start doing this work and then you want to tell everybody about it and they don't, and you are running in circles or you're with family members or you're with friends who don't also have the same beliefs as you. So it's important to get among women and listen to podcasts like this or being in areas that continuously support that belief system so that you don't slip back into hiding the things that you want and desire in life. Reading every day, working on your money mindset every single day is so important because if you desire more wealth, you desire more freedom, you desire to certain things in life, you've got to practice it. Like you go to the gym and you lift the weights and you know, we will fall back into our own habits. And the more that you allow yourself to expand into more consciousness, you will. Um, and also if you are wanting to come and get into a wealth conscious estate on November 11th, I have an event here in Chicago called the wealth consciousness experience. Come spend a day with me. It's so inexpensive. Come spend a day with me and, um, meet other people who are on that level of consciousness and really see, you know, 
you will have a shift. There'll be a before and after in your transformation because you'll have beliefs that you came in with that will be gone. And then your consciousness will expand into another state and you will shift. Um, also, um, come listen to my podcast, the quantum woman and, uh, look for my book, unlocking the quantum woman. It's going to be one of those things that game change or join my Facebook group, the quantum woman, and let's connect because I love to help women expand on where they are. And, um, you obviously have a great leader in Victoria cause you're listening to her and oh. we live in abundance. So, um, we know that there's always more than enough to go around because more is coming. Absolutely. Aside from the Facebook, do, do you have social media that everyone? Yeah. Can- Sorry. I assume everybody knows that. Yeah. Shamina Taylor. There's two of them. Just look for the blue check one and come uh, follow me on that one. And um, even Facebook, if you want to connect with me on Facebook, I'm old school. Um, and not a lot of you are there. I don't do too much. on well, TikTok. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. But um, TikTok, you can find me. I'm just not as fancy as Victoria and as popular as she is <laughs> on there. So I, wherever I put my energy, it grows and YouTube. Go listen to some of my videos on YouTube. We're just going to start pulling that together. Listen, go consume the free content. It will shift you. You will have a shift. Talk about uh, abundant mindset, scarcity mindset. I mean, guys, you could get literally free resources through the podcast, through the YouTube, through just simply following on social media. I mean, what more can you ask for? So I appreciate that. Of course, I had so much fun and the interview uh shamina interviewing me is on her podcast as well and that's out now so make sure that you check that out and that is all we have for today so i hope you girls loved this conversation as much as i did if so be sure to check out the quantum woman podcast where shamina interviewed me as well so you girls have two really fun conversations to indulge in and listen to today thank you girls so much for listening until next time girls Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 